Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast about the card game Marvel Champions by Fantasy Flight Games. We've got an awesome show for you today. I'm one of your hosts, Kennedy Hawk. I've got two co-hosts with me. We've got Crimson. How's it going, Crim? Hey, it's going pretty good today. It's going pretty good. We're going to talk about the heroes from Mad Titan Shadow. So, hot take, which hero did you like better? Um, I, I think Spectrum's a better hero, but I like Adam better. Okay, that's fair. It's very PC. All right, we have also got Adderkop. How's it going? Good, good. We've all gotten our Mad Titan Shadow box, and we thankfully. have played the heroes. Yeah, thankfully. Um, it was it was close for a while there. <laughs> but it made it. The That's FedEx man delivered it. I was, like, sitting at the shutters just, like, watching for them. And it was, like, UPS came by, and I'm like, no. And then the Postal yeah. Service came by, and I got really mad. And then DHL came by, and I was like, I didn't even know this is a company still. But they were. And then finally, FedEx. <laughs> I had one day where um, FedEx uh, was like right next to my window, and they dropped something off, and it wasn't that. And uh, my tracking said that it was delivered on a certain day. And uh, yeah, they didn't bring anything for me, so that was pretty pretty disappointing. But it did you show up next up day. That, that Kermit meme to the window of him crying while he's waiting for his package. I, I was I was thinking of the guy sitting on the swing, and then you know drinking the uh, coffee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's so many good memes about waiting for Mad Titan Shadow, but it's finally here in the U.S. for some people, although I've heard some people's pre-orders still haven't shipped, so I feel out for those poor souls. That's brutal. Yeah, totally. But what we're going to do is, just like we've done for the last three boxes, our next three episodes will be MTS-focused. So today, we're going to talk about the two new heroes and the aspect cards they come with. So we're going to talk about Adam Warlock, we're going to talk about Spectrum, and all those fun new tools we get for them. Next episode, we're going to talk about the first three villains. We're not going to say who they are yet, because some people might not have played or opened their box or had their pre-order shipped, RIP. And then <laughs> the final week, we're going to talk about the last two villains. Um, so three episodes all about MTS. I'm super excited to finally be able to talk about it. I had a friend who lives in England who shipped me a copy like when it came out there like three months ago. So I've been like chattering in my seat, just waiting. And now we can finally talk about it. I'm, He's I'm a lucky poor. guy. Yeah, I know. That's. I mean, I paid him for it, and then he shipped it to me. So I shouldn't say he just gifted it to me, but it came. My kids were really excited to get a package from not England or not the U.S., and then they found out it wasn't for them, and they got really mad. So <laughs> it, it backfired a little bit. Oops. But today, all about that. So first, we're going to do an MCM challenge, just like we always do, and this episode should go live this weekend so hopefully it doesn't take me a week to edit it like last time but last week's challenge or last episode's challenge was from Addercop, and we made you play space pirates again i apologize um, but it was zola with temporal and space pirates we had 118 responses with a 72 percent win rate so that's pretty good that's really good yeah two people even played in heroic and reported it and at least one of those people won so Okay. A plus to those folks. They were not me. Yeah. Good uh, job, everybody. <laughs> we did not have any four player groups report this time, but I know at least one four player group talked about it on Discord, so they must have missed the form. So if you haven't checked it out yet, we have a Discord, which is like a chat app in our show notes below on your phone or however you're listening to this. If you jump in there, there's a channel called MCM Matchup, and people talk about their match throughout the weeks and post screenshots of it. <laughs> And pinned in that channel is a form, so you can turn in this data, and we talk about it. Um, only only 25% of people said they were sick of Space Pirates. That was one of our funny questions, so I'm shocked that 
that many people still like space pirates. So apparently Galaxy's Most Wanted brought us something good. It brought us space pirates. I think people were just being nice to me. The most played hero was Thor. Good. The second most placed hero was Rocket Raccoon. So people went all in on the minion murdering and stabbing and shocking with lightning, which is great. Good. Good. You want to hear something shocking? Uh, I just heard something shocking. I think you just well, said something, shocking. Something mystically shocking. Okay. No Doctor Strange? There were two characters that no one played as. Is it? Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. No way. It's like they're sick of them or something. <laughs> I do. Hmm. That, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, that doesn't. There's no way. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe, I'm assuming some of those people just Scarlet. didn't report. And you don't. The only question you have to answer is: Did you play? Did you win? Um, everything else in the form is optional. So there were 118 responses total, but there were only 90 responses of what heroes were included. Um, so some of those 18, or what is that, 28? I can do math sometimes. Some of those 28 may have been mystics. But for now, we weren't mystic lists because a few people played Adam Warlock. But we were close to being mystic lists. So that feels good. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right. Well, we're in the fourth MCM matchup. So this one is going to be challenged by Crimson, and I heard he's going to give us a plot twist. Yeah, I'm, sound I'm, here. I'm, I'm not going to do a, a villain thing. You guys have all done villains. I'm going to do a hero thing. So my challenge, originally what I wanted to do was have people play Hulk with Justice because I find it to be just a, a weird combo that works really well, but not everybody has Hulk. So I'm going to say to play a hero with the aspect that you think is their worst aspect. Um, obviously, there's a couple heroes that you won't be able to do this with, which would be Adam Warlock, because he's every aspect, and Spectrum, because she doesn't have a worst aspect. Same with <laughs> Captain America or Doctor Strange. So try, try to find a character like Thor or Drax or... I would love to see some groups in some very off aspects and see how they played out. Um, but the, the one that I recommend is Hulk with Justice or my old faithful She-Hulk as Justice. But I don't know if Justice is really She-Hulk's worst aspect. I'd say leadership would be, but... Eh. <laughs> um, so that's my challenge. That's what so I think a, would be. Fun. So it's a hero challenge. This will be exciting. So what we'll ask on the form is what hero did you pick and what he aspect did you pick as their worst aspect? And we won't ask like what the player count was. So if you played a four-player game, you can just submit rapid fire four times. And we might ask what villain you played against just so we can get the data to see did everybody test against Rhino or were people like going up against some redacted MTS villain? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like, cool. We we want to know who you guys are playing against. Yeah, and I'm I'm really excited to see what people come up with. Like, I'm interested in seeing what the Thor ones are going to be, or you know, the Iron Man's because Iron Man, like, in my opinion, Justice is Iron Man's best aspect. But I know since he's one of the core heroes, almost every aspect really does work with him. Totally um, true. So it'll be interesting to see what people perceive as the worst aspect for some of these characters. Yeah, yeah, that's super interesting too. That's I, I think that's that's probably the best part. Like I'd speculate on some of the combos now, but I don't want to give anybody ideas or like lean them into anything. And I think it'd be good. 
to speculate before we reveal any information uh, next time. <laughs> but yeah, cool. it seems interesting. Well, that is the MCM matchup. I did, Americano's not here, but since he's like our advertising guy, he did send me our sponsor ad for this episode. We did get a sponsor ad. Isn't that exciting? So I'm going to open this email and read what Americano has to say. Kennedy Hawk, open the attached document and you can read this ad for the show. This is our sponsor for the week. I'm really excited about them. Okay, it's downloading the doc. Cool. Good thing I paid for Microsoft Word this year. Totally. Paying for Word. I'm definitely not opening this in Google Docs. Ha ha ha. We do not have a sponsor this... This troll. Ha ha ha. We do not have a sponsor this week. I talked to many people about who could sponsor us, and they listen to our show, and they do not want to sponsor us. In fact, they thought about sponsoring us to stop making a show, but they thought that would be too mean. So, that is the sponsor. Ha ha ha. From Americano. Well, it sounds like we don't have a sponsor this week, guys. This is because of making fun of protection cards. It's probably because I make fun of protection cards too much. But if you want to tell me how wrong I am and still sponsor us, you can go to patreon.com slash mcmpodcast. We've got a bunch of different tiers, a bunch of different reward levels of how you can support the show. And we wanted to thank a few supporters this week. So we were going to thank Randy H., Matt M., and Frederick D. So thank you for supporting the show, and thank you for tuning in and listening. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, everybody. And now, back to the show. So, MTS Heroes. We're going to talk about each hero, and then we'll talk about their like backup cards and their aspect cards in the deck. So, first, let's talk about Spectrum. Does anybody want to give the Spectrum Hero overview? Uh, Krim, you seem to have some pretty high, highfalutin uh, uh, opinions of, of Spectrum. Why don't you let her know, let us know what she does? Oh, we'll see. Okay, well, I'm gonna do the Adam Warlock. Okay, okay, I'll do. Spectrum. You can do both. It's okay. So, uh, so Spectrum is a form hero. Um, her alter ego side is you're gonna put these three different forms into play face down, and then whenever you flip to her alter ego, you flip all forms face down. And then when you flip to her hero side, you're going to choose one of these forms and flip it face up and get the bonuses from that. Now she has a 1-1-1 hero with your average 6 and 5 hand size and 11 hit points. So nothing too crazy there. Her forms are permanent, which means they cannot be play. And uh, they are all considered energy forms. So she has her attack form, which is gamma, gives her plus 2 attack. And then they have a response on that. So hero response. After you change to this form, deal one damage to an enemy. Uh, Photon is her thwart form. Gives her plus two thwart. And after you change to this form, remove one threat from a scheme. And then Pulsar is her defense. So plus two defense. And after you change to this form, deal one damage. Now, I like that they all have other abilities other than just stats. Um, I do think the Pulsar one's probably one of the best ones because it's a uh, it's damage mitigation in hero form pretty much. I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, the other two are pretty basic: you know, remove a remove a threat, do a damage. You know, nothing spectacular, but they add up. They really do add up. Um, the rest of her kit is she's going to have her ally, which is uh, Blue Marvel, 
Um, he's three for three health with a two two, and then after he enters play, you can change you can change your energy forms. Pretty basic ally. Uh, he's he's about right rightly costed. I like the fact that he's both um, two thwart and two attack. So with her, she's a very versatile hero. She's able to take the role of whatever she needs to, and her ally includes that in that in the fact that it's not geared towards slower team or attacking. It gives you a little bit of both. And then she has energy duplication, which is going to be her um, energy resource card. Pretty standard with two cost upgrade. But what it does is it produces a resource based off your form. So if you're in attack, you get physical. If you're in fort, you get uh, mental. And if you're in defense, you get energy. Um, then the rest of her kit is a little weird because it's all events, but it's going to give you the three gamma blasts, the three photon speeds, and the three pulsar shields. So these are based off of the forms. So with her blast, it's deal damage and switch to the damage form. The photon is remove thwart and switch to the uh, thwart uh, form. And the shield is, you know, prevent damage. And is it prevent damage? It's a... Uh, when she defends, change to and ready her. Okay, so it, it untaps her. So And then they all have another ability of if they're already in the form, they gain something extra. So the defense one is if you're already in the defense form, you can retaliate. If you're already in the thwart form you gain the ability to ignore the crisis icon or if you're already in the physical form you gain overkill which is very interesting and allows you to change your form without having to flip down um and then the other event that she runs is a zero cost event change form and draw a card i actually like this because it allows you to again change form on the fly doesn't cost anything and replaces i think it's a I think it's a very strong card in her kit. I agree. Yeah, cantrips are great, right? Yeah. Speed of light not having a cost on it, I think, is what makes it amazingly yep. good, especially having three of them. I mean, like, look at um, look at resize, right? Resize is, is the most like effective card from Ant Man's kit and from um, Wasp's kit, and it's just because that's that's the text, right? Like yep. that that's the best card. Yeah. And one cantrip. Like you said, ten trips are great, which is, uh, you know, the origin of, yeah, just yeah. Especially in this game, when cards are resources, anytime a card replaces itself, it just keeps your turn going and keeps you accelerating through your deck. One cool thing with Spectrum is fourteen of her cards are superpowers, which is a crazy number. Like I don't think anyone else has that many superpower traded cards. Now, Deft Focus isn't going to help you play all of these cards. Um, but it will help you play several of them, which is great. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about having like that consistent trait. Yeah, and it's and, yeah because speed of light is free, but the other ones are not. So it's uh, yeah, I yeah. Like and I, th I think deft focus is an action, so you like wouldn't be able to use it on the interrupt one, but you can use it on the other eight cards, which is a large number. Yeah, I think it's um, like it's like helicarrier. So you know you got to be able to use it beforehand. Yeah, it is. It's like Helicarrier Hero Action. Not a response card, huh? Not a right. response card. Or a resource card. 
So I really like how succinct her kit is. Like, it's very self-contained. Like, she can basically do everything. Um, and I like that all the cards sort of change you to that form. Because one of my biggest fears with Spectrum, and it's still happened a couple times, is that every once in a while I'll be, like, stuck in the form I don't want to be in. And to switch forms if I don't draw the right cards, if I need to thwart, and I draw all my defense and aggression, or not aggression, but uh, I should use the right words. If I draw my Gamma and Pulsar cards then I don't have a way to switch to the thwarting form. And I've got to go to Alter Ego, which means more threat goes out, which means I really need to thwart. Um, so the fact that all those events let you change form and then do something is really, really strong. Because you get that bonus from changing form, and you get to the form you want to be in, um, which I really liked. I think that that's very, it's a very neat way of doing these forms. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've mentioned Ant-Man already. And I'm likely going to mention Ant-Man and Wasp like more times in this episode, but having that extra option, having that extra like decision point, in addition to to flipping from hero to alter ego, like that makes that makes her really interesting. And that's that's like probably my favorite part. I mean, that's what Krim said, and I, I just I agree with him. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer that you can't switch between the forms like you could with Ant-Man, where he could switch between Giant and Tiny without playing an event. But since I mean. 12 of the cards in her kit let her switch forms it's probably gonna be okay yeah i think, I think we'll make it happen yeah <laughs> yeah what's your favorite form to play in oh uh thwart the thwart form <laughs> are we just are we going are we going down party lines here <laughs> no no i mean there isn't one for me so that's not fair i have to tell you something about your favorite aspect it's just so strong that it didn't need one yeah i know um no what i was thinking is like when i'm playing an aggression hero i really like to sit in photon form because i can count on my aggression events to like do the damage and i can still jump to gamma when i draw a gamma blast but i don't have to sit there with that three attack the whole time in solo at least i can like count on spectrum's base stats to do all the thwarting because three thwart without any setup is insane Decent, and then yeah. I, can, I can just rely on aggression to do the damage and i do that in solo but i find when i'm in multiplayer i do the opposite then if i'm playing in multiplayer and i want to be the damage dealer then i sit in gamma form because it gives me that plus three stat and my gamma blasts have overkill and there's a ton more minions so depending on solo or multiplayer i sort of like pick my favorite form and aspect pairing differently yeah. that makes perfect sense like you know, in, in solo, you have solo. You have to be able to do everything, so you're sort of hedging your bets. Uh, um, but in multiplayer, you obviously are playing a role. Yeah, and as a solo player, I would I would make her as leadership because, well, everybody has leadership. And yeah, I would probably sit in gamma more than photon. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense because your allies can do the thwarting. Right. My my favorite's gamma, obviously, uh, just because. Even in solo, I'm still trying to do as much damage as possible, like all the time. Um, but it's honestly because of that little extra text that says "deal one damage." Um, you know, maybe from from trying to play Hulk and Thor so often. Like my greatest enemy is uh, tough tokens. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And the answer Maybe probably isn't that you off. sit in one form. You want to keep triggering that hero response and flipping. But I have one that I like deck build around. I guess. So and people you're... build their decks differently. So it's. Here's my question. Say there's toughness and you use Gamma Blast and you switch over to Gamma. Would you do the one damage from switching forms before the seven, or would it be all at the same time? That's a really that, good question. That is they a good say question. That resolve sentences one sentence at a time. Yeah. So 
the damage and the changing forms is all in one sentence. So WTF do you do? And the answer is we probably don't know. Mm -hmm. um, what I would do as a McCheedy face leadership player is I would deal a damage and do the tough because it says change forms and I do that and I respond to it mid-sentence because I am as fast as Quicksilver. And then I would deal my seven damage and overkill because that's, that's how, how I play. I would play it. But <laughs> I mean, heroes are I strong. It. I buy it. Heroes are strong. That's the argument. Yeah, exactly. So and that's I'm what gonna, I would do. I'm going to have another question when we get to uh, the aspect that she comes with, too. Now, I'm it's pretty. I'm not asking these questions because I don't know or. But I figure, hey, sure. some people are gonna have. Just these hedging questions. your bets. I got yeah. it. It's okay if you don't know, man. It's okay. Well, I don't know, so I'll admit that. We don't know right anything. Away. If anybody listens to this podcast, like <laughs> they know that we don't know anything. So <laughs> there's a lot of the word "you" in those two effects, and it scares me. So I'm just gonna say <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing, but I don't know if I know. I don't know if the you of me knows what you is doing and the you being me. I, I don't I'm, know. I'm me? And you're you at the okay. same time as being me. Isn't that crazy? Okay, I'm, I'm actually I'm writing this one down. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the forms gave you traits because I want more things with gamma traits. Gamma. To use a team oh, man. Exercise. Isn't that a disappointing? I, that was like, I, if this is my gripe you know she must be pretty good. I'm like, I really wish this one card gave her a trait. <laughs> I I was waiting to, to get to that part of the conversation and you, you took it from me. Yeah. Okay, well there you go. But Hulk. I don't feel I don't feel robbed because I know that you also respect Hulk. So Yeah, it was it was mainly because I want to be able to play Hulk for one cheaper with team building exercise. There you um, go. But you know. There you go. Man, if only this had the gamma trait. This is actually a very pro Hulk podcast, so <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Speaking no, of like radioactive gamma stuff, Spectrum has a really interesting obligation in Nemesis set. So her obligation makes it, you give it to the Monica player. You cannot change energy forms, but it doesn't give you the option to flip to Alter Ego. It forces you like to go to Alter Ego to get rid of it because there's not two options. It's just Alter Ego action, exhaust Monica Rambo to remove this card from the game. So. It doesn't give you that free flip. And to get rid of it and be able to change energy forms ever again, you have to flip to Alter Ego and put some threat on the scheme, which I thought this is one of the coolest obligations we've gotten. Even though it doesn't have a lot of text and it's not like anything special, it's a complete like flip in the paradigm of how obligations have gone. Yeah, because usually they're a one and done. This one sits on you. Yeah, it sits there and is a jerk to you. <laughs> Her nemesis set is Radioactive Man, and he's got a yeah. lot of AOE damage. Yes, which is awesome. Like, I'm so excited to see Radioactive Man. Actually, uh, yeah, I mean, this this uh, this character is pretty important to me for... So, uh, how do I phrase this? You. Me. Uh, but not because of Monica, actually. Because of Chen being in, in her, her nemesis set, obviously we've seen uh, Radioactive Man before, but seeing him as the nemesis is cool because he's a pretty good villain, but also he is a member of one of my favorite teams. He is a member of Thunderbolts. The Masters, so, oh, the masters of Thunderbolts, okay. Right, right. The, the pretend Masters of Evil, or the pretend heroes, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was super excited flipping through the cards and seeing, seeing Chen again. Yeah, one thing to note with her Nemesis set is a lot of the Nemesis sets sort of counteract that hero. Like, Black Widow's Nemesis set is horrible for Black Widow. 
Radioactive Man doesn't actually like rip apart Spectrum's like game plan. It it really rips apart leadership. So it rips apart her precon <laughs> pretty well because everything is just like AOE damage to all your allies, so they all all die and you cry. Um, but he's just mainly a damage dealing nemesis set. So I mean, he might make you flip, but he's not going to like turn off your forms or like exhaust all your upgrades or anything that would would make Monica upset. Yeah. So let's all just be happy that he's here again. It's right? true. Right? That's what I'm, I'm hearing. I'm pretty happy. Do you have any interesting comic book facts about Monica Rambo? You bet. You bet I do. And I was like, that's I was trying to resist getting into it uh, right then, but obviously we're we're at that juncture. So it's in um, my sheet. I have to say it. Okay. It's if it's in the sheet, now I know how to say whatever I want, as long as I can get to that sheet. Um so Monica's a really interesting character. Um for a few reasons, but one of my favorite reasons is that um, she has had a lot of names. <laughs> she, you know, like a lot of a lot of Marvel heroes and a lot of um, we could say Captain Marvels. Uh, there has been a lot of Captain Marvels, and she is one of them. That's probably why we didn't get her as Captain Marvel, which is uh, I'm I'm this isn't off the top of my head. This is this is I did have to look this one up. Um, she originally p- appeared as Captain Marvel in uh, in the '80s in a Spider-Man book in a Spider-Man annual, and uh, you know she spent some time as as Captain Marvel, and then uh, she changed to Photon uh, a little bit later in the in the uh, '90s mid '90s. Um, they weren't doing a whole lot with the character in between those two points, um, and then the reason why she popped into my head obviously is because of when she changed her name to Pulsar, she was Pulsar briefly, or not briefly, actually, she was Pulsar for nearly 10 years. Um, but that change happened in Thunderbolts. Um, Thunderbolts volume, well, New Thunderbolts, so it's not, it's not, it's its own volume. But yeah, so in New Thunderbolts, she's, she's talking to uh, Captain Marvell, who is recently back from the dead, sort of, or Genusville. And he's like, hey, uh, you should change your name. And she's like, mm, yeah, no, I think that's right. So she changes her name and uh, it didn't take a whole lot of convincing because she's changed her name so many times already. Right. Um, and then she picked up the spectrum name um, relatively recently in uh, in Mighty Avengers number one, which is where uh, a lot of this art is from. So her history and her, her time as spectrum is really like built into this kit in both the art and, um, you know, like her powers and her most modern version, which I think is really, really cool, really concise, kind of wraps it up into a nice little package. Wait. So, what do we think of Spectrum? If you gave her a grade F through S tier, where would she land? Oh, she's very close to S tier for me. I would say A tier for now. I need to play around with her some more. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, a for now, but pretty. I think I think breaking into S is not not a long shot. Yeah, we're all in agreement. I think she's high A tier. I think the only thing that keeps her out of S tier is that one in a hundred games when you like keep getting stuck in the wrong form for the wrong situation, but that's a solo problem and a not likely problem. So she's, she's high a, she's really close to S for me. So good, a good hero. All right. This is a good box so far. Everyone go buy it. That's it. That's a wrap. Also, not that it it really matters, but she does start with the aerial aspect or trait, which is, could be useful. It could matter for a green player. They got a good aerial card, right? 
and who knows for the future? I don't. I don't even think I noticed that. Yeah, most I, of them don't start yeah. as aerial. They have to get like the right. helmet or the boots. or the Mjolnir or something like that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. She is a leadership player. She can team building exercise Falcon in for one cheaper. <laughs> there it is. So excited, nailed it. Well, amazing. I mean, I do agree. She is a leadership player, though. I I think I think she could have done that already. As an Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. No, we we pretend that it's special. <laughs> I'm I'm triggering it with the aerial trait, not okay. with the event. You're gonna trait. declare it you loudly. Just, yes, it will be loud at my table. Yeah. And now she does come as a leadership character in in her starter, which I I do agree is her probably her preferred um, aspect because she has the ability for damage and thwart and protection through her um, forms, which leaves leadership as the one thing that I feel works very well with her. If you're looking for that utility player. Yeah, yeah same, with, same, with, uh, same with uh, like Captain America for his act- action efficiency. He plays leadership very well because you know he's got a built-in ability that reduces the cost on Aldrigo, but more importantly, he can fill the gap that you're missing with your allies. And she has some really good leadership cards. Do you want to go through them? Let's do it. What's your yeah. favorite two leadership cards from the pack? Um, I really like Band Together and Mass Attack. Alright, so Band Together is a new resource. It has zero printed resource icons. What? But then the text says, this card generates a wild resource for each ally you control to a maximum of three. That's really nuts. That card is nuts. nuts. It, I, I feel like yeah. it should have been a maximum of four because Trescalian... No way, come on. Five. No, come on. Four resources on a single card? You can get to like six characters with Star yeah. Lord though, so it should be maximum six. Obviously, leadership needs a buff, and this oh. was the card that was and there are there are seven characters on the card, so one being the hero, the other six this being the theme is ruined. I'm ripping this card in half right now. You guys need to chill out. That's not happening. This is, no, this card start... is bonkers. It's you already so good. <laughs> I feel like the plan was for this to be a risk reward card because if you draw into these early, you get no resources out of them. And you can still discard them at the end of your turn, but it's just like a dead card. But when you're playing leadership, you usually cram so many allies into your pack, and you can mulligan so deep that if you end up not having an ally and having three of these into your hand, you're either A, very unlucky, and you were going to lose anyway, or B, maybe you should rethink how many allies are in your deck. Yeah. Um, that's my guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, obviously, there's the fringe scenarios where it's like, oh, this leadership deck doesn't do allies because it's a you know it's a moxie build or whatever. But uh, yeah, and again, then maybe this isn't a card for your deck. Yeah, yeah, but in in general, people are gonna open open with at least one ally, maybe two on a good opener. Yeah, and I think it's it's great even at two. I think a lot of people, like myself included, my self inflicted self. Um, they focus on being like, I have to get three resources out of this card. So they're playing all these cheap allies to do it. Even with two allies out, this is like one of your basic resources. And those are included yeah. with every hero for a reason. And so they're wild, like right? Ha- yeah, and they're wild. So don't feel like you have to have three. This card's that's, great either way. Um, that's super nuts. Oh, God, this card is so good. Yeah. What was the other card you said? Mass uh, Attack. Mass Attack. Well, that's which, an interesting choice. Which pairs with her Mighty Avengers. It's true. Um, I think Mighty Avengers cost too much, even though it does so much. But Mass Attack, I feel, is just an incredible 
build-around style card. So what Mass Attack does is it's three cost hero action. Exhaust three allies you control with the same that share a trait with your hero. So Avenger. Uh, deal X damage to an enemy where X is the total attack of those allies and your hero. Well, when you start looking at stuff like uh, Wonder Man, uh, Goliath, uh, there is some very interesting things that you can do with, with this card to increase a lot of attack. My problem with this card is if you have Wonder Man... Okay, Wonder Man's a really good example because you're spending a resource on him anyway. But if you have Goliath on the board and you use his pumped stats, or you have anyone with three attack on the board, you could have just attacked with them already. And they yes, would take consequential not... damage. So you're, you're exactly. avoiding the consequential damage and you're adding the hero damage. But is that worth four resources? Because four resources is basically like your entire hand minus one card. And I struggle with that a little bit. I've yeah, been trying I... to build a deck with this. I think it has a place, but it's... I... Again, that's why I said build around card. Yeah, definitely a card you have to be planning to like do something cute with. And it will only get better with age as we get more leadership allies, more Avenger allies, more allies that share a trait with her, more aerial allies. Could do aerial instead of Avenger. You could, see? Yeah. I've been working on a Spider Woman aggression leadership deck that uses like Hulk ally because you don't want him to discard himself. Um, and bug with an energy spear and an honorary avenger. So you get like three, three damage allies out there. Yes. And then Spider Woman <laughs> uses mass. So she doesn't even use leadership allies. She just uses all the great aggression allies that have a high attack. And then she uses leadership mass attack to try to like smash through. And it's like really close. I, unfortunately, I need like 14 cards from every aspect. Yeah. Of that ends up too fat. So I have to figure out what to do. I was going to uh, say to make that work, you need, you need a lot of gas in the tank just to get there. Yeah, it's, it takes a while to set the combo up. But with strength yeah. and numbers and that stuff, I think it's it's got a place. Now, it's the question there. that I wanted to put out there for people, in case they weren't aware of how it worked, was Moxie. So Moxie says, after you change form. Now, we've been, obviously, the only way to change forms have been to flip form, alter ego to hero, and hero to alter ego. But her three uh, permanent cards are forms, and... They are, the, and it does say, so like with Gamma Blast, it says change to the energy form, the Gamma energy form. So this is changing her form, which would trigger Moxie for that turn. Um, I don't think so. They don't actually have the, oh, they have energy form on them? I don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I they, 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 they I think it does so. as well, is my understanding. This yeah. is just really? like Ant-Man and Wasp. That counts yep. as changing a form, which means... Another place for Moxie. And I love the art on Moxie, so that makes me happy. Yeah. Old Sam. Yeah. Or young Sam, I guess. Young um, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, I hope it does work. I just, I didn't want to get my hopes up because that's the kind of stuff <laughs> that I'm into. Yeah. It, it's a very, int I think that's why there was three Moxies included in this. Yeah. Yes. No, you're totally right. Yeah. And I, I just figured I'd mention it because I'm sure that there's people who weren't aware or didn't think of it in that way or think outside the box on that way. But yeah, it it would count. So like as a response to changing her form while playing Galaxy or like switching over to Gamma Blast for the attack, you would change into Gamma Blast or Gamma Form and get plus one plus one. I yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. interesting combinations there. That's cool. Yeah. I'm super into that. That's 
you get a little extra miles out of out of the the form you need to be in. That's I, I like that a lot. Sounds great. Yeah, and it's for the whole round. So if you change to the thwarting form and get to four thwart, and then next villain phase you play the defense event to change yourself to the defense form, you still get that like fourth defense stat, which is really yeah. cool. That is really cool. Wow. Okay. All right. So now we're looking at a new Moxie hero. Great. A new Moxie hero. <laughs> My favorite cards were White Tiger and Kalu. So White Tiger is a three-cost ally with two thwart and two attack and two health with an awesome response. After White Tiger enters play from your hand, draw X cards up to three, where X is equal to the villain stage number. I think this is a cool way. I think unlike the cards we got in the previous cycle that scaled off villain stage number, this one scales appropriately, where like when the scenario is harder, it gives you enough buff that it's still worth playing. And when the scenario is easier, it doesn't feel unworthwhile. Um, so I really and, like White Tiger. And when you're doing, you know, expert and he's on stage three, she costs nothing. Yeah, that's insane, right? Um, yeah. And then Kalu is a two-cost ally with one thwart, one attack, and two health. After Kalu enters play, search the top five cards of your deck for an event, add that event to your hand. So this is basically like Black Panther's best friend. It reads, go find a Wakanda forever, and then play it. Um, and it's amazing. That's my only opinion on Kalu. Yeah, no, Kalu is amazing. And he's a mystic, which is very important. Is it? It will be. It can be. That's true. You could use the mystic trait instead of the Avenger trait, since all of the mystics... Oh, wait, they're not all Avengers. We got to talk about a Mystic today, right? Yeah. We do. We do. Who's definitely not an Avenger. Never. Um, has never I, been an Avenger. Not on his ally card, for sure. I was disappointed with Captain America. Hey, I, I'll I never still, say that again, but all right. I don't, I, I don't think he's a bad card, but wow, that six cost. I know you can get it down low. You can get it down to three. So at best, he's three for a two, two, four toughness, oh, no. which... You can get it below three. You can get him a lot lower sir. than three. Yeah. So it, it counts your hero, too. So if you had yeah, three yeah. allies out and Triskillian, you get him down to two. If you got yeah, Avengers Stinger. Power, you get him down to one. If you got you know Stinger, what? I've played Captain America for zero. Yes. Okay. That's bonkers. <laughs> that, that can be pretty good. But so, your, oh, average, but... your average player is probably not going to get him down to zero. Well, he's not your average ally. That's for sure. I just, I was expecting something different from my Captain America. I think Crimson said that trying to start a fight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think so too. Like, I'm, getting, I'm actually like getting a little heated right now. I'm going to walk away. In my in my room, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty upset actually. Like, like I'm glad two, I went last year. <laughs> what was your attack? favorite card? Yeah. Was it Captain America maybe? It was 100% Captain America. And then, really? uh, yeah, it was, it's Captain America and, um, Power Man. Actually, uh, I really like Blade. I really like Blade. Ooh. I want to use him more often. I like a basic one-drop ally. Page match. Right before you got on the mic, <laughs> we, we had a conversation about Blade. So I would like you to give me your 60-second elevator pitch on why Blade is awesome, and then we're going to see what Crimson thinks about this sure. Avenger vampire. Sure. Let me know when to go. Go. TikTok. Okay. He's a one-drop one ally, right? So you can play him with uh, stuff like Captain America, or you can play him with stuff like Helicarrier or Avengers Tower, and just get a free ally out that can block for you with a pretty decent uh, chunk of HP. Um, his additional forced response 
kind of hurts, obviously. Like, you don't want to be throwing extra cards to your guy who's not doing a whole lot anyway, but he's not taking damage to attack on top of that. So you're basically just trading the one damage for a card. And uh, if, you know, if Jarnbjorn is good with pitching your last card, or I can do this all day is good pitching your last card, then why not pitch your last card to Blade and have a good blocker? Very interesting. Let's see what Crimson has to say. Yeah, you, you know what? I, I'm actually sold. At first, I, I did not. I did not realize he didn't have consequential damage. Oh, so that's I was, right. I was very conversation. Yeah, Never mind. I, I was very unhappy with him. I was like, man, this, this, yeah, it's one to block three damage. I can do that with, you know, a shield block. Sure. But yeah, not having the consequential damage actually is really, really. Nice. So, listeners, if you... this isn't as heated as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you heard this and I convinced you to like Blade as well, please tag me in in our Discord and, and let me know that I I did the Lord's work. Um, see, also, I like Blade as a character. Like, he's one of my favorite comic book characters. More more Marvel monsters. Like, sign me up. That means we're, we're that much closer to Howard the Duck happening. Yeah, sure. Yes, I'll, I'll let you know when Power Pack shows up too. You got it. I, uh, oh, you were being sarcastic. All right. Great. No, that was that was real. No, I'm no, upset again. This is a bad <laughs> episode for me. Well, I need, I'm, glad, I need America I'm, I'm glad you brought up Yarnbjorn because a lot of people brought that up on Facebook. And some people on Discord were almost teasing them and being like, Blade is so good. How can you even compare it to Yarnbjorn? And when I saw that on Discord, I sat there and I looked at the message for like five minutes. And I was questioning my life because I was like, since Yarnbjorn's come out... I've been like so obsessed with aggression decks with Yarnbjorn, and then I was like, "Is Yarnbjorn a bad card?" But then you said that, so now I feel like I'm not alone. People love Yarnbjorn still, and that makes me love Blade because he's basically Yarnbjorn that can block, and that's why I love him. What? Well, yeah, because you're not pitching your whole hand to Yarnbjorn. Typically, you're not getting like turns where I get two Yarnbjorn activations. They feel really nice, but it means that I'm not getting the max value out of my cards. But I'm still getting you something for them. Obviously, haven't played enough Yarnbjorn with me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I agree. Like typically, like I think I love it. It's Yarbjorn with a block, and it's amazing, and it's basic, you know, and everybody can run it. The one downside to Blade is you have to discard the card. You cannot use like a uh, yeah, Queen yeah Carriers, right? Or That's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, it, I agree with that a hundred percent. Like that was a pain. I, I our recorded episode that will be coming up at some point uh, is going to feature a lot of turns where I'm like, oh, and I do this with Blade. Oh wait, no, I don't. Okay, hang on, hang on, because not because he's bad. Uh, I'm just dumb. And I, I'm glad that they chose the wording they did. Choose to either spend a physical resource from your hand instead of, you know, discarding a physical resource from hand because, like, ban right, together. So you're not just you feeding know? him, like, um, right. Super Soldier you, Serum every turn? <laughs> well, and, and you could still discard things that have wildcard. You know, it's not printed. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my two are, are Blade and Captain America because I love Blade and I love Captain America and here they are in any deck I want them to be. And allies <laughs> are great. So and allies are great. That. Yep. All right. We have lingered on Spectrum for way too long. We have to oh, move yeah. on to the Mystic wait, himself. Wait, wait. What? No, do, one we, more thing? We do need to talk about the one other card in this pack that's amazingly broken. What's that? that? That is ready to rumble. <laughs> ready to Meh. rumble Meh. is amazing. It is amazing. Nah. And I suggest anybody put these in your deck and try them out. They're they a Roomba. They're so good. This is a great card for people that are flippy floppy like Ant Man, Wasp, and Spectrum, and it's decidedly like bad everywhere decks. else. 
where it's okay to flip down because you are playing justice, so you'll be able to. It can work in justice. That's my complaint about the card is that since it's a hero response after you change forms, unless you can change between forms in hero form, you're having to let the villain scheme or having to confuse the villain to like offset the extra cost of this card. So yeah, it only costs costs two to ready. But it also costs a villain scheme activation, which also, is a huge hidden cost. Another card that works really good with Spectrum's form changes. So yep. you attack with Spectrum, you do Gamma Blast, you switch to the Gamma form, you untap Spectrum, and that's just a plus two attack. Tenacity is crap. Oh, man. Oops, you're going you're gonna to have to do it. Yeah, you don't have to flip down <laughs> to play Tenacity, though. It does there you cost go. Trouble, but, now we're talking. Um, now we're talking. my biggest complaints oh. about this card is? How is this card not a preparation? The title yes. of the card is literally you're getting ready to do something. That's like the definition of preparing, and it's not no. a preparation. I'm just now so, I'm mad about it. I'm so livid about that that I can't even play this card because it's trash. Yeah, it should be preparation. And there's also another card in Adam Warlock's group that should also be a preparation card. Why don't we talk about you know it? What? I'm gonna sharpie it in there as a preparation, but I am prepared to talk about Adam Warlock now. So Adam Warlock is Mystic Traded. He's got a deck building restriction, basically. So during deck building, you must include an equal number of cards from each of the four aspects. Not including basic. Basic is not an aspect. You cannot include more than one copy of any non-Adam Warlock cards. So that affects your basic cards, too. So no three mystical studies or anything like that. So we're changing his name to Duncan McLeod. I thought it was Eminem, but I don't know. No, there can only be one. It's Highlander. Oh, right. oh, right. Never mind. No, yeah. No. We don't talk magic terms unless they're cantrip here. No, no, no. The movie. What Krim means to say is there can only be one. That's what he means to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Yeah. See, now you get it. This is a Highlander podcast now. For anybody who knows, I literally have the Highlander movie poster behind me. <laughs> like I'm a Highlander fan. I have a box of Highlander cards from the '90s. <laughs> You truly are the one. Yeah. The one fan of Highlander still. I still call it EDH. It is not Commander. It is EDH. Elder Dragon Highlander. All right, Grandpa, you got to get to bed soon, but let's keep going. <laughs> He's also got an action on his Alter Ego. Discard a card from your hand to remove a status card, so that's pretty cool. On his hero side, he's got way cooler stuff going on. One thwart, one attack, two defense. Meh. And then he has the ability Battle Mage. Action. Discard one card from your hand. Limit once per face. If the card was Aggression, deal two damage to an enemy. Justice, remove two threat from a scheme. Protection, heal one damage from an ally. Or Leadership, give a hero plus one thwart, plus one attack, and plus one defense for the round. Love it. Really neat. Really I neat. wish that would have been give a character plus one. Yeah. Perfect as it is. I love it. <laughs> um, he comes with a lot of interesting stuff. He's got, you know, his generic resource generator. He's got Warlock's Cape that is after you resolve that Battle Mage ability, you get to ready Adam Warlock. So you can, like, do the leadership ability on one turn to get yourself to three defense, defend, and then next turn you can use the aggression ability ready and be able to, like, poke with your damage and stuff like that. He's got two copies of a card called Mystic Senses, which is Bonkers Broken. Hero response, after you resolve Adam Warlock's Battle Mage ability, draw a card. So if you get two of these out, every card in your deck that is an aspect card becomes discard me for some effect and then draw two cards. It's like a yeah. double cantrip. It's like, so it's, good. It's so good. 
Um, we've got two copies of Cosmic Ward, which is a forced interrupt when you would reveal a treachery card, cancel its when revealed effects, and discard it. Should have been um, in preparation? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Preparations only matter to Widow, right? So yeah. it could have been one. You are making a ward. It's forced. It happens in Alter Ego form, which is cool. This is one of the only ways you can cancel counter card. Treachery when reveals in Alter Ego. And then we've got other interesting cards. So he's got this theme that's all based around his Battle Mage ability, um, which is based around Aspect cards. And then he's got these other six cards that do something similar, or other five cards. He's got three copies of Karmic Blast. Attack, superpower, hero action, attack. Deal four damage to an enemy and discard up to four cards from the top of your deck. Deal one additional damage to that enemy for each different aspect card discarded this way. So this could be two cost for eight damage if you really lock out. We've also got two copies of Cosmic Awareness, which is almost the same thing but with Thwart. It's remove three Thwart and then discard up to four cards. It could be a two for seven Thwart. And then my favorite card in his kit, which maybe is crazy, is Quantum Magic. Action, choose a card in your discard pile and place that puppy in your hand. Yep, and that, I that's my favorite it. card also. <laughs> it is so strong. Being able to... Now, uh, you are losing a card unless you have some kind of uh, resource generation. Because you're losing this card plus the one you're paying for it to get one card back. So it is not card advantage, but in his deck, it's almost like a tutor. Yeah, so it's it's a tutor that it puts like a tax on the card you're grabbing. It makes it cost one more to your hand. But I mean, to be able wait, to pick wait. whatever the best card is. Wait one second, Krim. Can you explain why we call it a tutor? Uh, Demonic tutor is a magic card. Costs one black, one colorless. Search, uh, sorcery. Search your deck for any card and put it in your hand. We've also yeah, got like yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. We've also got mystical tutor. We've got enlightened tutor. We have all kinds We've of different tutors. Tutor, world tutor. tutor. Yeah, so the word tutor is the one that's been isolated and yep. become like an evergreen card game term for anybody who's not familiar with the word tutoring. Now, in, which and I say we, we had a tutor, but it didn't have the word tutor. It was dark uh, conversion, and it was uh, exile the top six cards of your deck, and then uh, exile cards until you find the card you want. Right, right. I, I, I mentioned it, though, just because it came up in, a, in, a, in the Discord recently. So nope. I, I assume there are other listeners who may not be familiar with that terminology. So now you are. There you go. And knowing is... Uh, at half least the half the battle. At least and half the battle. If you ever have a magic question, you know how to come. <laughs> yep, you can ask me. And then you don't have to talk to Grim. <laughs> because I'll talk to you for another hour about magic. <laughs> yep. Anyway. <laughs> all right. And that's almost all of Adam Warlock. We've also got his ally, Pip the Troll. We talked about him in our spoiler video, but he's pretty cool. He's got toughness. He can pop into play during the villain phase, which is cool. And a support Soul World, which is actually really interesting. After your deck runs out of cards, place one counter here. Alter Ego action, exhaust Soul World, remove one counter from it, and heal all damage from your identity, which is pretty strong, but kind of like timing can be troublesome. So, yeah. yeah. And you got to remember that it is an Alter Ego action, unlike when I played it, I messed that up. But <laughs> it is an yeah, Alter Ego cheat. action. Well, the, the, Have you the, tried cheating? The identity part threw me off. I was like, oh, sweet, I can do this in any form. Nope. <laughs> so what do y'all think of Adam Warlock? Where do we want to go? Oh, I, I um, cannot wait to build around him. He is uh, he is my type of character. He He's what I was looking for in Spider-Woman. But okay. more. I cool. like 
I like being able to just take the best of each aspect and and play them. And he allows me to do that. I have no problem playing Highlander format because it's one of my favorite formats. So this just it's a very feel good card, and the fact that I can still run plenty of basics, I, I like I like him a lot. I like him. like the uh, the utility you get. Even though you only have single copies, you always have Battle Mage. So even if that card isn't it, it's not its time to shine, you can at least get some miles out of it, no matter what. Yep. I don't like his stats. Well, he's just a wizard. He's just a space wizard. What do you expect? Oh, he is Mystic. Which is super important. Yep, he is a wizard. Uh, I like mystic characters. Since we're talking about impressions of him, um, that brings me to to my uh, thing I wanted to say about Adam Warlock. Um, with my with my history in comic books, uh, Adam Warlock has been this like enigma character for me, because the number of times that people have have I, I've been in conversation. With people, whether I'm, you know, working at a at a comic shop or I'm just talking comics somewhere, that people have said, you know, who my favorite character is, Adam Warlock, and I wish this was I wish this was sarcastic, and it's not. It's just it's come up so many times. You know, back when I used to play HeroClix, he had a he had a pretty powerful figure at least once. So when it would happen, then I'd be like, oh, okay, of course, because you're like smoking people with this giant figure. But it's happened for so long that people would come in and they'd say. Oh, do you have any Adam Warlock comics? I really like Adam Warlock. And, you know, I've read him in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. I've read it, And I just don't get it. So. If one of those people want to know, like, not even in, like, a condescending way, it's just bizarre how many times this character has crossed my path as somebody's favorite character, and I just never had the chance to to explain. He was so he, he was also one of my favorite characters, but for a different reason. I played him a lot in the Marvel Overpower game. There it is. I, yes, I mean same thing, same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I loved him in in the Overpower game. Um, he just had some really cool. Yeah, like his two, uh, or no, he had three one per decks that were just amazing. He like, oh, sorry. I, yeah, I get that he's powerful and stuff, and I just, I, I just want to know if that's it. So please tell me and let let me know why he's your favorite. Uh, CC it to uh, Kennedy Hawk also, so he can know as well. Totally, I'm interested. I'm down. I like me some cosmic Marvel. So Crimson was talking about just cramming all the best cards in your deck, and I just did some really groundbreaking research. If you include six cards from each aspect and um, Cosmo, you can get 19 two-cost or less allies into an Adam Warlock deck, which is pretty oh, amazing. So, <laughs> there you go. Just play three allies a turn. Never I you, lose. I don't think you need to be doing that, but I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the one that stops Might you. So be a few too many. Um, but I tried it. You did? No, I tried to build it on the. Deep oh, oh, I see. I okay, actually tried it yet. I, I have a feeling that this is gonna be one of those like late messages it's like hey are you free for a game right now and then i'm gonna say yes and load it up and it's gonna be this ridiculous 19 ally every every color i'll be like discarding uh, <laughs> my allies to play more allies and they'll all be low quality because they're cheap yeah <laughs> you're like yeah. what are you doing and i'm like i'm making a lot of bodies so that's all it'll be spinning wheels and doing completely nothing except for playing a bunch of like squirrel girls yes she's one of them don't worry she's in there oh i don't doubt it 
So I think his I think his kit's really strong. Um, Absolutely. I think his kit really relies on you using that battle mage ability, which is cool. I think the battle mage ability is really interesting. I think all of the abilities are pretty good. I've seen people talk about the leadership ability not being as good because if you're going to use it with Warlock's Cape, you like miss out on the stats. But I think that it can still be strong, and you can, in multiplayer, choose like a different hero to give plus stats to. So you can give him to Cap, who's going to ready, which seems really good. Um, Cap. I like it. Hmm? Moxie cap, and then just Moxie go nuts, cap, right? Yeah. yeah, why not? Um, one of my favorite cards is Quantum Magic, and we talked about this already. But it basically lets you buy or pay one extra to grab the best card from your discard pile and put it into your hand. And since you're only including a bunch of one ofs in your deck, you're going to have like a bunch of different solutions to him, or a bunch of different solutions to the current game state. And you always want to play the best one. So Quantum Magic like lets you pick the best thing at the best time, which I think is really, really powerful. It does have an added cost to it, though, of one resource. So think about that when playing it. My, my favorite cards were Cosmic Ward and Mystic Senses. I think they're just super good. Mystic Senses is really good. I don't like the Cosmic Ward is forced, because sometimes you cancel a card that like doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, I, I, I wish it wasn't forced too, but it only costs one. It's actually it's really true. funny with Assault. Assault is like, um, when revealed Alter Ego, this card gains Surge, but this will cancel that this card gains Surge and Assault, even when you're an Alter Ego. So I thought that was cool. I was, I was happy with that. It won't cancel Normal Surge, right? It won't cancel Normal Surge, unless it's after the when revealed. Yeah, um, the Doctor Strange uh, spell does counter surge as well, doesn't it? Like it, it cancels all of the text. Yep. One of them cancels the whole card. I can't remember yeah. which one it is. It's either Scarlet Witches or or, or uh, Stevens. Yeah. Well, Doctor Strange is still the most powerful hero we've ever had. So yeah, it makes sense. There so how do you yeah. go about deck building an Adam Warlock deck? You start with the best stuff and you put it pick in. your favorites. Yeah, pick your favorites yeah. and make a pile. So I found I found three ways to build him that are really good, in my opinion. So there's the take all the best cards, cram them into your deck, and do good things, because the right. best cards lead to best things. Um, that's totally a valid way to play him. I've also found that because you're like including all these best cards, your deck doesn't have like a really strong identity, right? If you want to be like the thwart removal person in multiplayer, but you're including all these random best cards, sometimes <laughs> you don't draw into thwart when you need it. Then they hire the wrong guy. <laughs> and then they hire the wrong character. But all the aspects have access to thwarts. They all have access to attacks. They all have access to like defendy like things at this point. So you can build a deck that's pretty consistent, right? You can put like stealth strikes in, and you can put first hits in from protection, and have this like minion slayer deck or beta ray bills from leadership. And you can be like, no matter what I draw on the turn I draw it, it's gonna blow a minion up. Um, and you can do the same thing for thwarting or defending or whatever. Or healing. And I think. Or healing, right? So you can build like a a really like not thematic, that's not what I'm trying to say, but like focused deck around one role. Um, or you can look at like cool combos that you couldn't do any other way. So you can do something like play Angela to fish up a minion, and then you can use hard knocks to defeat that minion and give yourself a tough card, and then you can play chase them down off of that minion that you defeated and like bridge aspect combinations that you could never do in the past. I think one of them yeah. I had was like, it used three aspects. And when you went through it, you were just <laughs> like, 
that was really satisfying. Um, yeah, that's a you could build it like a like baby's first commander deck. Um, exactly. Going, going back to Magic, where you take all of your favorite combos and put them in your hundred cards. So if yeah, there's any two, any so many cards, and you have quantum you magic, you can actually have it happen sometimes. Yeah, you could see what you hit. Yep. No, I, I, I like it. I like it all. I like it every bit of it. What? Uh, anything we don't like about Adam Warlock? Anybody have things they don't like? I think he's great. No, I, I none of his cards really upset me at all. Like they're all pretty darn good. Even Soul World is interesting in its fact. I, I would say his his nemesis can be a little rough. Yeah, but you know, with Quick Strike and Toughness, it, it's he, it's a pretty good nemesis back. I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure his his nemesis is himself. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's somewhere that the art is actually not of. I mean, it is himself too, right, or something. But the, yeah. the art is the wrong character. <laughs> Oops! Not the first time, and he's got these like Raphael Ninja Turtle dudes too. So that's cool. Yeah. And then, My only he... downside for Adam Warlock is his art. I'm not a fan of this. Yeah. This whole Adam Warlock look they have going on. <laughs> it's this boy Robin. It's not doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree i can't um, think of anything else I, I do like his his spell cards that come his aspect spell cards that they they added in i i really like those like the uh the zone of silence yeah um, so what's your favorite one so since he came with a pre-con deck that can only have one of each card in it we got a bunch of like new cards that are max one per deck. So what's your fi- the four of those cards, one for each aspect, is a card that says play only if you have the mystic trait. So what's your favorite one? Summoning we'll each spell. read one. Summoning spell. Yeah. Leadership, two cost. Play only if you have the mystic trait. Hero action, discard cards on the top of your deck until you discard an ally. Put that ally into play under your control. Yeah. Because it says put it into play. It's so strong. Yeah. It's it's like taking call for aid and make the call and combining them. Yep. Um and it's really mm-hmm. good. Don't get me wrong, I still think Zone of Silence is great, and I'm going to put one in every leadership deck that has a Mystic uh, pers- uh, main character, so it's going in my Doctor Strange deck. But yeah, it's... Uh, I, I like it. It is. It costs one, play only if your identity has a Mystic. Now, I wish these had said, play only if you have a character with the Mystic trait, so that way you could have an ally that has the Mystic trait, and it would still work. Like like you do with the with the spy trait for Black Widow, um, she had that preparation card, uh, yep. spycraft. Um, unfortunately, these have to be on your identity. Um, it is uh, choose a scheme and discard up to four cards from the top of your deck. Remove one four for each from the scheme for each card discarded this way. So it does cost you some burn through your deck. For Adam, that's not a big deal because now you have more options to tutor from the discard pile. Um, for other characters, it may not be that great. Although, for me, it's still worth it's it's still worth the uh, payout. It, Did you have a favorite one, Adderkop? Um, I actually really like Shield Spell. That one's good. Um, because obviously, like it's a good card. Um, and but I like costs nothing, and it costs nothing, which is even better. Um, it's a fun reactive protection um card, and I almost said spell, but um. Which I guess is still technically correct. It's also it's also in line with a lot of the um, the mystic stuff that we got with uh, Scarlet Witch. You know, kind of like speeding things up, like saving you now 
so you pay for it later with the the eventual encounter card, obviously. Like, and it doesn't have a ceiling, right? Make sure that's true. Yeah, it doesn't have a ceiling. So if it Ronin does pops... actually, so you can only discard until your deck runs out, right? So I actually oh. had this earlier today where Thanos was smashing me for like six damage, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna spell shield," and I started discarding, and then realized I only had five cards in my deck. So you like fail to pay the cost, and you don't Whoa. get to prevent any of the damage. So okay, when your so... deck is like almost decked out, it stinks. But early in the game, it's awesome. That also makes sense thematically. Like you're, you know, as a as a as a wizard, right? You're almost yeah. out of spells. Out of mana. <laughs> out, of, out of mana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's that's really cool. I like this card. I think this card is perfect thematically and um, not at the cost of it being very playable. You know what cards yeah. I didn't like? All the cosmic entity cards. I yes. love those cards. I love. No, are you kidding you me? I love those cards. I, I do. I really so do. So I love the design space of those cards. So all the cosmic entities are two cost cards. One per aspect. It's an event. It says, shuffle this card into the encounter deck. It doesn't have a different card back, so you're going to know when it's coming up. It tells you to shuffle it without looking, so don't right, cheat, right. cheaty McCheaty faces. But uh, when you see it coming up, if you sleeve with clear sleeves, like some people do, or don't sleeve like those Heedons, um, then you're going to know it's coming. So be prepared. I'll just pop another, uh, pop another villain card in there. That's fine. Yeah, it's just not a big deal. Just proxy it. But I... Man, these are some of my favorite cards from the Lord of the Rings game, which you have like, you know, uh, Rangers of the North that pop out, or my personal favorite, Tom Bombadil, who just jumps out in the middle of the game and just starts wreaking havoc for you, and then is like, all right, well, I'll see you later. So correct me if I'm wrong, but in the Lord of the Rings game, like, if those come out as like a shadow card, they still trigger? No, they don't. They don't? Where do they go if they are discarded as a shadow card? Do they go back into like the encounter discard? Yes, they do. So unless you reveal them, they're not going to be removed from the game. So the way these ones have been ruled is every time oh, you discard no. a card in Marvel Champions, it goes back to its owner's discard pile. Oh, so if this man. is a boost card, you've just paid two resources to get zero boost icons, and now it goes back into your deck and doesn't trigger its ability, doesn't go back into the encounter deck. Now if you're playing in Kennedy Hawk's house, I'm going to tell you a secret. We discard them to the place that's more fun. And we put them in the encounter discard pile. But if you want to play by the rules, like those rules people, you're supposed to actually put them into your discard pile, which I think, to me, just makes them very frustrating. Because when you see them as a boost card, you're like, ugh, I know this is going to happen. Like, can I deck out this turn to make it not happen? What can I do? It should have had a boost icon on it that says, uh, you know... Yeah, resolve this boost. card when I come up as a boost. That would have been great. Resolve the one revealed effect of this card. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do that. So why why uh, aren't we doing that here? Nope. I actually had someone point out a really good use for Star Lord Ally, who I just relentlessly screamed about in a previous episode as being bad. But Star Lord Ally deals yourself the top card of the encounter deck. So since they didn't oh, give man. us cards with different sleeve backs, when you see it's coming up. It's like the one tech time to play Star-Lord Ally. You're like, give me that cosmic entity. But what I'm going to tell them is two bad cards does not make a good card. So uh, that is I think it could be fun and it could be cute. And I'll probably try it in a standard because it sounds amazing. But that probably isn't going to like... You have to have that card on the top of the deck and have Star-Lord in your hand and have all the other stars align, like having the resources to pay for it. And then sure. it becomes okay. Too bad they're, Which, uh, you know, limit one per deck, or else you could throw three of three of them into Star Lord. Yeah, into Hero yeah. Star Lord. 
I would definitely include this in a Star Lord hero deck. Um, seems seems legit. Yeah, like the the payoff is just too good to to ignore. Like you have a turn where you just get not punished and a free spell or a free a free card. Yeah. Like that's but a you free, only get one in deal. your entire deck. Right. Right. Yeah. And then it's and is it gone? they all do different things. So the the aggression one is the in betweener. It's two costs, deal two damage to the villain, and remove this card from the game. So yeah. it, the thwarting one removes two threat from the main scheme. You can see where we're going here. The uh, protection one heals two damage from your identity. And then the leadership one draws you a card. Yeah, that seems good. It also negates um, an encounter card, which I think is the important part of the value. Yeah, and it, yeah. it like eliminates a treachery or a encounter card reveal, right? Right. Um, softens a turn for you. Yeah, softens the blow. So there's two more types of cards Adam got four of. He got four new resources. Um, each resource is a max one per deck and has a hero responsibility. So we've talked about the justice determination one before your response after you spend this card remove one threat from the main scheme what does everybody think about the new max one protect resources one i just aspect? don't think they do enough but i'd probably still include them in the deck because they're better than nothing but i just don't think they do enough i love them i they're love audacity. my favorite cards in the box i do love audacity because it's got some sweet hawkeye art on it there's nothing that, wrong with that art and for the same reason that i like gamma form it deals that one damage before you get in with your attack. Yeah, so Audacity is after you spend this card, deal one damage to the villain. Um, so if the villain has tough, you're going to knock tough off the villain because you spend your resources and then you resolve your card effect. Um, I like these cards. They all provide wild resources. And I think when I play a normal turn of Marvel Champions, right, I have like five to six cards in my hand. And since all those cards are resources and cards, that means I have five to six choices. So I can put one of these into my deck, and whenever I draw it, it means now instead of five to six choices, I have four to five. But that's still a lot of choices to make, and all those choices become better because they all trigger some extra ability. The aggression one deals damage, the thwarting one, or the justice one removes threats, the protection one heals a damage from you, and the leadership one heals the damage from an ally. So they're almost always going to be useful. Your four justice can now remove five threat, which is crazy. Or your relentless which we assault. About before. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I love him. Uh, they're probably my favorite cards. Um, your, your full value drop kick also deals an additional one. Yeah, it removes tough, and then it does four, and then it stuns and draws a card. That's I, mean, I did. I did I'll that recently, use, and it was I was living the dream. I'll use them. I just maybe they should have been max two per day. <laughs> you can't have everything, Grim. You can't have everything. Deck would have been cool. When I play Spider Woman, I put both of them in there. It's a little bit unfortunate with Spider Woman. This doesn't count as playing an aspect card. I like that they're not aspect locked with these multi aspect heroes, or even with like, right, like power of aggression only doubles itself when you're playing an aggression card. But if I use um, innovation to play a Hawkeye card. It doesn't matter that I'm not using it on a leadership card to get its special ability. It works on every card in your deck. So you're not or, like... Yeah. Or, or you determination and audacity to play a momentum shift and then deal two, heal two, or deal one, thwart one, deal two, heal two. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Talking about combos, there's one. Wombo combos. We've also I mean, got one new ally per aspect. So what's everybody's favorite new ally? And a basic one, if you want to include those non-aspects. And a basic one? Um, 
I really like Major Victory. Um, yeah, totally. I'm on board. Not just because of the shield, but uh, he's he's a cool character. Like when he when he pops back up in the Guardian series. Um, but I like his ability a lot. Like he's a cheap ally, so that's cool. Um, the game up until this point has shown us that leadership allies are some of the most, or I'm sorry, cheap allies are some of the most impactful allies possible. Um, and not only that. No, <laughs> um, and uh, being able to get that that one extra action, honestly, can be night and day in some really tight spots. Yeah, I mean, you can get an extra attack with uh, Goliath. Uh, yeah, you can actually. That's yeah. that's his sequencing is like super important, so that's cool. Yeah, I, I uh, you like get the an extra attack with well. Goliath. I'm confused because this is a ready. When he's defeated, so you could like thwart oh. with him one turn and then thwart again the next turn, and then he is defeated from his own damage. Yeah, because he's defeated at the end of the turn. Goliath is. Yeah, but Goliath isn't the guardian. Well, you would obviously um. build around with like oh, okay, so gotcha, or... gotcha. You'd uh, have to play out of guardian on him. Didn't, didn't we just have a card in this in this group that turned everything into guardians? Honorary guardian, Star Lord. I get huh? you. I get you. No, oh I yeah, like him. He, we didn't read his card. He's two cost ally, one thwart, one attack with two health. Oh, right, sorry. Guardian trait. No, you're fine. Uh, interrupt when major victory is defeated. Choose a friendly guardian character and ready that character. This is really cool as like a support type character again with Adam Warlock like buffing Drax and then using major victory to ready Drax so he can do like an extra attack yeah. or whatever or a defense. Oh, okay, Drax is the right option, but I'm still gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like that ability to do it like either offensively or defensively. If you're the defending like leadership player, you can defend for yourself. You can defend for player two with major victory, and then ready yourself, and then you could defend for player three with yourself again, which seems pretty good. Ready and Groot again. That's cool. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, we've got. Marvel Boy, who's zero thwart, two attack, two cost, aggression ally, guardian, and Kree traded. Interrupt when like Marvel it. Boy attacks. Spend a physical resource to give him piercing and ranged. I actually like Marvel Boy, and you can use him with a uh, Quinn Carrier. I mean, not that you really can, but you, you know what I mean. You, you can use a. Resource I just feel like he doesn't do enough for me. The zero thwart really bothers me, and I just I like Bug so much better. I don't know why. Um, and Bug has the same cost and a way better ability, in my opinion. I do uh, hate the art. I will admit that. Yeah, <laughs> he, that's that's his, that's what he looks like. Sorry. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's just his face. Yeah. We've got Quasar, three cost Justice Ally with three health, one thwart, two attack. Response after Quasar enters play, remove one threat from each scheme in play. What do you think yeah. about that, Chris? It's it's okay. It's a little over cost, and I think his stats are backwards. But I think he's still good. You guys were just talking about how great Venom was because he does all this damage, and now you get a three cost Justice Ally with two damage, and you don't like him. I can't believe you. I think he's Quasar is flawless, and he's my favorite ally. <laughs> I think he's a little underpowered for Quasar. I think As... he's underpowered thematically. That yeah. I will give you. Yeah. It should be every time he activates, remove one threat from each scheme and play. There you go. That's Boom. that's some quantum band action, yeah. Um, so how many schemes do you think you need for him to be cost efficient? Three. Three, three, three counting three. the main. So he'd get three threat removal on play, which is like a four justice. And then he'd be a body that could do six damage. That seems yeah. pretty strong. I'm just saying. 
I mean, when you start breaking numbers down like that, yeah, he could do four damage and also prevent an attack for nine, you know, like... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I feel like he's really good. Even with just, even if there's only the main scheme in play, he's not, he's good, he's not great. If there's even one side scheme in play, I, like, try to play this guy every time. Right. Um, And if you're playing against, like, a Wrecking Crew or something, yeah. he's gonna remove from five <laughs> schemes when you play him. The old, the old um, Jessica Jones, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he's like inverse Jessica Jones. He spreads the thwarting out instead of all at one place. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Quasar. I don't why know. not? Why not play both and just, just send, send Wrecking Crew packing? Well, why not make a Justice Ally deck? There you go. I've done plenty of those. Don't worry. I believe it. It's happening. I, even I've done it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've done it with a Wiccan and Quake and a couple other cheap Justice Allies. Secret Warriors. What up? I really like Wiccan still. He's still, you know, in my top. He's great. We've got Charlie 27, the protection ally, 4 cost, 4 health, 1 thwart, 1 attack, retaliate 1, and toughness. He's okay. He was my least favorite yeah. of the new ones. But the retaliate doesn't go off, like you get it once with the toughness, but it doesn't go off that many times. And the 1 thwart, 1 attack, like it by using that, you're getting less retaliates off. So he's great at like chumping Ultron drones. Um... But I wasn't. I'd rather just play Luke Cage. Yeah, I guess is my honestly. Complaint. Yep, I agree. That was the my basic problem too. ally is Martin X. Three cost basic ally. One thwart, one attack, four health. So that's pretty cool. Guardian traded reduce the cost to play Martin X if your identity has the Guardian trait by one. So you can play I think him for two. I think for two he's really good. For three he's meh. I would agree. I would not include him if I don't have the Guardian trait. You do have to be careful. All the Guardian heroes don't have Guardian in Alter Ego form. So there's no combining this with Captain America's thing. If you're both in Alter Ego, I guess that would be silly. Anyway, but uh, if you have honorary, honorary Guardian on yourself, then you do have Guardian in Alter Ego form. So be careful when you decide to sequence your playing of Martin X. You and your honoraries. It's like, as honoraries. I usually am. Because I usually am about semi-obscure stuff. I'm super excited that we got the original Guardians um, in any capacity. So, cool. Way to go. Thanks, thanks, FOG. We didn't get Nikki, though. Come on. We didn't get Nikki, no. I'm, but I'm incredibly disappointed. That's okay. We'll get, we'll get through this, and we have room to, to add one more card to finish it off, but the likelihood of us getting the entire roster not in a way like this, I think, was pretty low. Yeah, I think this was the perfect way to, like interject a bunch of more guardians and i know we already did our nebula episode and it was supposed to come out after this box but it didn't so blame intergalactic shipping i guess um so we know we got a few more guardians in that nebula pack so that was neat and i'm hoping that i mean maybe we'll get like a nova pack or something that like revisits this trait someday nova probably not so i'd, I'd be down for a nova pack it'll be a champions pack though it won't be. it will be a champions pack it it'll be an be ally. Cool. It'll definitely be a champions pack, but it'll be a champion champions pack. How about Marvel that? Champions, Marvel champions champions. Yes, exactly. I am a champion of Marvel champions. <laughs> so where do we grade Adam Warlock? We skipped his grades. Oh, whoops. Um, he failed, obviously. Um, he was tardy. Uh, I, I like him, but I think he's B, a B tier. But I like. I think I think Battle Mage 
pushes him into B for me. Otherwise, he would be C. I think the limitation is fun and cool. Um, I, I don't think that my grade should should detract from what I think of it because again, I think he's fun and cool. But in terms of power level, I think that Battle Mage pushes him into B. Yeah, I think his events are too strong for him to not be B tier, right? If you can pay two to remove seven threat as your ceiling and remove three to four threat as your floor, that's really good. And you have the same thing going for attacks. Um, I think if you're one of those like deck building people that like, if you're one of those gross people that likes to build decks, who who would they be? Um, then he's probably an A tier hero for you because. Yeah you're going to love trying to build decks and solve this like puzzle box that is Adam Warlock. There's a really good deck in the DB. I'll put it in the show notes. You should check it out right now. Um, it's all about using him as like a toolbox character where you pull out the right tools at the right time and like solve all the world's problems. And it's super fun. Awesome. Um, so for deck building people, he's a tier power level wise. He's probably B tier fun. He's like in that B plus a minus range. He like, he got one question wrong and it was a big question. So maybe, maybe an a minus. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not feeling too bad about it. He's not feeling too bad about it. He wasn't like on the bottom half of that C curve, so it's okay. Cool. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with him. Actually, maybe I'm not so different. Maybe you are the same. Now you're starting to like Adam Warlock as a character better. Maybe I. Maybe I am Adam Warlock, and that's why I keep encountering people that like him. Oh. Now everybody knows that I'm Kang. So you're super popular, apparently. No, I'm I'm Kang. If anybody else, I mean, people people know that already. So I can't also be Adam Warlock. All right. Well, that does it. That is our first episode of Mad Titan Shadow. Thanks for tuning in. Come back in two weeks to hear what we think about the first three villains from this campaign box. See you next time. Later, guys.